Thank you so much for continuing on with this podcast. Um, This is, again, a very special podcast today. And the topic is understanding intimate partner violence. And we began the podcast with talking about how society and culture and 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 our environment and even different countries have these beliefs that are ingrained in our systems. And that is what is a part of our thoughts as we move throughout our lives and even as we are involved in different relationships. So we talked about how those norms can have a huge effect on why women remain in these types of harmful relationships. We also talked about the perceptions and two labels that are put onto women who are in these types of relationships. And one of those labels is the unwilling participant and the blameworthy participant. And then we also talked about those most common things that we think about when we're asking ourselves why women remain in these types of relationships, such as finances and children and different things like that. So now I want to move forward to two common reasons that was reported in the research that I found of why women remain in abusive relationships. And one of those reasons is that believing in positivity and that thought that the relationship will get better. So that hope for the future. And then the second one is learned helplessness. So when we're thinking about the hope of the future and and the positivity, you know, it's those thoughts where you think that we are here now, but it has to get better. Um, When we met, things were great and I see great potential. There's so much that we could do together. Um, He's great in these areas. And so we begin to focus on the positive. And with that, it gives us new hope for the future. And so that continued hopefulness is what keeps um, that person or that individual, that woman in that type of relationship. And the other one, learned helplessness. This learned helplessness can be explained as, and it really is a part of some ingrained thoughts, but it is is kind of characterized as a sense of powerlessness And it comes from a a traumatic event. So which could be um, this domestic violence situation or just the persistent failure to succeed. So if, you know, just a continued pattern, whether it be in a relationship or something else, and they're continuing to fail, continuing to struggle, they begin to develop this learned helplessness where they feel like, They can't get out of a situation. They can't do any better. This is just how it is. And that is the other reason that women remain and learn helplessness can also lead to depression. So those two things are are research based and why women remain in these types of relationships. So what can we do? You might ask. If you know of someone who is in an abusive relationship or if you yourself are in an abusive relationship or recovering or whatever capacity you're in, maybe you're just wanting to learn some different information. How can we help? Well, I think 
one of the most important things that we must internalize is we cannot judge those women that are in these types of situations. Now, understand the work that I do is with women. And so what I am doing is approaching this from the perspective of of the woman that is in an intimate partner abusive relationship. But we also know that this can translate into men as well. But again, the work that I do is for women. And so this is the perspective that I come from. So we are not to judge women in this situation. Is it right for us to determine whether someone is an unwilling participant or someone is blameworthy? The fact remains either way, they're in in an abusive relationship. So whether they have the power to leave and choose not to, or whether they are fearful of leaving, they're still in this relationship, which warrants some kind of help and support. So with that being said is we don't want to make that determination of which side of the coin they stand on. But what we want to do is be of some support. And how can we be of support? Research, find facts and and and, and look at what the characteristics are of a woman that is in this type of relationship, because once women become enmeshed in this type of relationship, There are other layers of things that will result from that depression, that learned helplessness, sometimes drug abuse, um, um, sometimes denial. You'll find that when you try to help a woman, they will deny what's taking place. Um, Fear. So there's lots of different things, different layers that now can become a part of this. And so if you're wanting to help someone or even if you're in the situation yourself, Look up some research so you can determine what is happening here. Yes, you can say my name is so and so and I am in an abusive relationship. You might can say that all day long, but before you can find your way out, you might have to do the research of what is happening to you as a result of being in this type of relationship. I wanted to think from the perspective of just become empowered, begin to love yourself, do things for yourself and find your way out of the relationship. But it's so much more complex than that, especially when you have in your mind how I was raised, what my community thinks, what my family thinks, what society says, males are dominant, all of these things that may be playing in my head. I may call a police department and it may be a male that answers and he may not understand. And, and, and this is not, you know, picking out or being being um, um, prejudiced in any way. This is just the thoughts that may come into your mind. So you've got to realize that there are so many layers once you find yourself in this type of relationship. So you need to do some background work on what co- becomes of the per of the victim as a result and once you understand that then you can be able to provide that support or even begin to help yourself yes it's important to start loving yourself and to begin doing things for yourself but at the core of who you are you can't get there until you know what all these layers are on top so if you're going to help someone Don't judge. 
don't determine are they to blame or are they an unwilling participant. Know that they're in this situation and you have to find ways to help. So once you can determine, oh, they're in this abusive relationship and you know what? They may be depressed. It looks like there may be some drug use. This sounds like learned helplessness. They're in denial. Then what do we do? Well, be that support. Be a helping hand. Don't judge and and don't ask the question, why won't you leave? Because sometimes while it may be easy, it may be the hardest question that someone can ask and that someone else can answer. So be careful about how you approach and support someone in this particular situation. But let them know that they're not alone and that you're there to help them and that you're there to support them in any way that you can. And for the younger girls, we have to know that teen dating violence is prevalent in our society as well. And we do not always know how to address these situations. So I encourage you the same to research teen dating violence. If you are a parent and you have a teenager and a a daughter begin talking about teen dating violence. And, And most importantly, be an example. Research says that many instances of teen dating violence is the result in some way from the teen witnessing abuse of some form in their home. That's a very powerful statement. If your teen is enmeshed in an abusive relationship, did they see anything at home? It didn't always have to be physical. Was it verbal? Was it emotional? Was it psychological? While it may not always be attributed to that, in many cases, it can be. And not just teens. Sometimes if this is witnessed in the home, they might not have trouble in high school with dating relationships. But when they get to college, they may. Research also says that college women are very likely to be involved in intimate partner abuse. These types of relationships are very prevalent in the college population. So again, be an example to your daughters. Make sure that you are not living in an environment that is showing this type of treatment because they may see how dad is treating mom and then they may see how mom is just not fighting back. So it, they could grow up and, and whether it be in high school or college and decide, you know what, 
it looks like this is a relationship that is similar to how my dad was with my mother. And so I don't want to be with this person or in their minds, they may think that violence is okay. This is how it's supposed to be. So they may accept it. And plus, if they see you, mom, accepting it and not standing up and doing anything about it, then they may think that this is the way that I am to be. And they may carry that on. So it is very important that we're setting examples for our children and, and knowing that they are watching everything that we do. Set that example. Talk to your children. Make sure that you are informing them of the different types of relationships that they'll come across. Maybe there's no violence in your home at all, but they still become involved in this type of relationship.